Okay, that's the record button. It's recording, and then you press play. Oh, there we go. Hey, hey y'all. Long time no speak. <laughs> it's been a very, 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 very long time. Um, feels like a long time. I don't know the reality, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty long. Um, that's what she said. So, yo, man, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing out there, man? Bring the energy, bring the vibes. Yo, hey, a quest supreme podcast with your boy Kamal X. I'm in the building, son. Oh, that feels good. Oh, that feels great. Hope you guys feel great. I hope you guys feel good today. Um, it's been a long time, so we got some things to to brush over. <laughs> we got some things, some updates, some cool stuff. Um, some vibes. Just got back from DC. Definitely a lot of the inspiration behind this episode. Um, yeah, I needed some new vibes, man. I, I, you know, I'm not doing the podcast to become the greatest podcaster of all time and be up there on, you know, anybody's top five list. That's not why I'm doing this. But um, so I don't feel the need to just be putting out episodes just to put out episodes. Um, if I felt it, I would do it. Trust me, I really would. But I really felt like at a point it was like, okay, I think we get it. Like, I, I felt like I had nothing else to share on that topic. Um, you got to give some time, give yourself space to breathe, man. One of the dopest episodes on this podcast for me personally was the, I think it was something I was talking about, silence, the importance of silence and the importance of realizing that silence is just as loud as noise. Oh, that felt good. Even saying that silence can be just as effective as noise and given the climate that we are now in today um all the vibes is happening you know politically uh personally <laughs> just the damn world in general i you know that that goes a long way because i've been at this point i've been to a good number of uh protests uh a good number and i'm so thankful and oh man gracious to be like healthy i'm good I have had no real issues that made me, you know, you know, feel like I needed to, you know, I was sick or anything like that. So very thankful for that. Um, but it's it's been within it. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of different things, man. And, you know, you see what they put on news. I don't even talk about that. I don't even think people really watch the news. I don't think we're watching news. I think we're watching Instagram. I think we're watching our phones. So, and whatever, who we follow and what they update us with. I think that's the way we gauge information now. And, you know, with that, it can be a little tainted or it can be so centralized to one particular message that they're trying to promote um, that you have to be careful as the person that's consuming this because it will take you somewhere that you might not necessarily need to be. Or you might be lacking the diversity and information to just keep you balanced not even diversity on the topics but just to something different to balance you out because if you let that stuff man this whole anxiety conversation this whole like you know the the, the negatives of what's happening right now the harshest harsh the challenges that are happening with the pandemic with the job situation well the economy is a better way to put it the economy with um what's happening with the the protests all these things and you're seeing numbers go up they are like unfortunately whether it be homelessness whether it be anxiety whether it be unfortunately suicide um there's a lot of things that are starting to come up drug usage drinking is going up um gun purchasing is going up 
All these things that are like literally the things that you, you want to keep down are like going up. And it makes sense from a logical standpoint because of what's happening. But from an emotional, humanistic, empathetic standpoint, compassionate standpoint, it kind of it hurts. It hurts. It does. It, hurt, it does. It says it says it says so much. It says so much about the everyday, how we're thinking and what we're believing we need to be prepared for and how we think we need to move and what's necessary. And I'm no one to judge anybody's what's necessary because everybody got their own plight. Everyone has their own situation and their way about going about their journey. And that's the one that's one of the beautiful things about being alive and being granted life is that it's your life. So do your thing. Do your thing. I, I have no judgment. As long as you don't affect me, then we all good. But the reason why I bring up this idea of uh, balance and what's br what you're bringing into your mind state, whether it be through the news or whatever information you're bringing in, the reason why I say that because from my trips, um, my trips to like I just told you, I just got back from DC, amazing experience, hurt, uh, not hurtful, ex extremely emotional. Um, because you got to think the reason why, well, what the DC March was, if you didn't know, it was the, the, um, anniversary for the, I have a, a dream speech and given the climate of what's going on, obviously this, this is huge. I think, um, Al Sharpton, NAACP and, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. The third, I think are the people that were the main spearheads of it, I believe. And, um, a lot of people came out like there were so many people from all over the country that were there. Um, so many people, a few people that I even met that were had children that were victims of police violence um, that were out. One man, oh man, I have his photo, but um, he actually walked from I don't want to say he walked from somewhere far like it would be like equivalent to like Chicago or something like he did something like that where he walked to Washington, D.C., um, and he had like flags and he had a picture of his son and I have a photo. I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'll share it online, but there will be a project, um, a book put together of this whole experience. And that picture will definitely be in there along with his story. Um, but yeah, that's another example of like all the different types of energies that were coming down to DC. Very heartfelt energy, D definitely, you know, coming from a space of, uh, Man, I, I won't. I, so, 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 I can't even put a word on it. It's like power, it's compassion, it's pain, it's it's frustration, anger. There's so many. It's everything. You know, we're coming in. But the beautiful thing about it is, was, and the beautiful thing I love about who we are is that we we always find ways to trans to create love out of everything, to create who we to continue to stay who we really are and stay true to that. You know, and it's a beautiful thing when you have so many people saying so many different coming from different walks of life, but saying the same. I want to say walks of life, but just different parts of the world anyway, or America and the same message for the most part. <laughs> Let's say and I get on that in a minute, um, the same message. And to see that I've never witnessed that before. Like for me, these protests that I was experiencing in Oakland um, have been really impact, especially Oakland, but uh, the Bay Area in general have been really impactful because I've never experienced, I would say, protests like this. Like when it's like 
it remind it seen it feels like what I grew up looking at on television or learning about in history class. It feels like this is ha- now. Like this isn't just oh we got picket signs and we're looking cool and we're taking pictures for Instagram. Now this is real. And feeling that intensity, feeling the the pressure of police and things could pop off. Like all that energy is something different. So when you fast forward to um, going to D.C. last week and you see, I don't know the numbers, but it was thousands upon thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And you feel that energy and it's like it amplifies everything that I thought I was experiencing. Well, that I did experience here. And for that, I'm forever thankful. I always looked at the Million Man March and said um, my stepdad, he went out there with um, his brothers and we were just too young to go. I get it. Um but I always kind of wish I would have went to see that because that was such a, a iconic, powerful moment. To this day, people talk about the Million Man March. And when I look at the photos of that, like especially from the photographers that I follow and look up to, like those image, those images are timeless and I just feel the vibe. I'm like, wow, what, what, what would it have been like to be there? So for me personally, this also was an experience for you know, my time in documenting something that I think will be timeless and something that will be a part of the conversation years from now. Things that as we continue to fight and grow and create a better world, we can look back on these times like what the f- was going on. Right. Um, so extremely thankful for that. Um, and as I move forward, you know, when I come back from that experience, you know, from the speakers, from all the art, man, the art all the expressions, the stories, the pains, it, it it leaves me to a space where I think of, all right, not now what, but let's take a step back, Kamal. Like, like, let's look at what's really been going on and what is your real perspective on what you've seen? Because I think I'm seeing a lot and I share with photos, which is awesome. I love you guys' support. But I think I do have a unique um at this especially this point going to do to two different states um experiencing these protests is something that i'm noticing these protests so, something that i'm noticing that is irking me that i feel like i really need to talk about and i don't want to put this on one group of people i don't want to like point fingers because i think this can relate to all of us but the elephant that i'm seeing besides there's a lot of elephants but like the one elephant that i'm really seeing is the misplaced anger I'm seeing it when when I'm at the and when I mean by that, there's been times like if you look at the protest photos, right, that you see online, like a lot of stuff, whether it be on CNN, um, World Press Photo, what is that, Routers, Getty Images, like all these these images that you see the, the of these protests, a lot of it, it, some of it is heartfelt, but a lot of it is like that, you know, carnage, fire, brimstone. Um, mace in the face, smoke everywhere. Like it's giving you an imagery, and I understand. And I, I think photographers take these photos because of shock value. Um, I don't think they know how to make interesting photos out of love. A lot of them, I think they look at it for for the spectacle of it and the shock. Like I said, the shock value. And for me, I can care less about the shock value. One, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> so that's number one. Um, two. Again, I think it's it's cheap. I think it not as cheap. It's real. Like I, you know, I don't want to cheapen it because there's some people that do that and they do it very well. Um, but I think a lot of the photographers that I'm seeing they're just looking for shock value, shock value. But there's no heart 
behind what they're taking. There, there's no real feeling around what they're taking. And for me, as a African, as a black photographer, um, I often see that I'm normally one of the minority that are taking photos. Like, there's normally like this press group. Like, we're always in front of the the protest line, and you just it just is what it is. It's how it goes. Um, it's pretty dope to know that I'm like at the right place or I'm around that type of energy. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm noticing that I'm normally the only one of the few black people that are there, especially younger black people that are there. And then when you're taking these photos, my mindset constantly goes like, do you feel what you're taking photos of now with art? I don't necessarily, well, especially photography, I don't know if you necessarily have to feel what you're taking photos of, but I think it makes a difference, especially when you're talking about something that we're in the midst of standing for something. We're in the midst of telling a particular story, and we're in the midst of a lot of misinformation. So when people are taking these, looking to take these angry, well, these destructive photos of what's happening with 10% of people that are protesting out there, like I would say maybe less than that. Um, it's alarming to me because when I'm out there, I'm around nothing but love. I'm around nothing but real, real emotions. It is painful. It can be a lot of anger. It is real. You know what I mean? But to the point where we're fighting police and we're to a point where rubber bullets are being sprayed out, like all that, I'm the areas that I'm shooting, I'm rarely getting into that space. And I've been to protests that are going for that. And when I see that, like, I kind of can feel the vibe. I'm like, oh, y'all looking for some issues today. Like, y'all, it, your fight, I mean, if that's your fight, cool. <laughs> Do your thing. I personally don't connect with that. I personally don't want to put myself in harm's way to that degree. I don't believe what they're seeming to fight for and the way they're fighting for it, to me, I don't agree with. So, uh, if I agree with it and I really felt like this is to my core, I would probably definitely be there because I would feel something for it. And I would feel the need to sacrifice my body to fight with people that I think really are fighting for something that relates to what I'm fighting for. But to be honest with y'all, I don't I don't know if all of our views are the same. And when I hear certain people talk, like I'm telling you, countless conversations, not conversations, these are now people on loudspeakers that have small groups, gatherings and open mics and things of this nature that I'm going like I'm walking the streets all day. So there's rallies everywhere. Um, and you can feel when it's real and it's from the heart. It's normally like it's from something normally God centered, you know, normally about bringing us together, stern and truthful and more diligent about a plan and doing things outside of the protest. But then you get into the 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 situation where it's like, fuck the pigs, man, blah, 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 all that right now. Although I do understand that and I know where that comes from and I'm not in no way condoning the behavior of the police and and what's been going on and the lack of ownership and, and accountability that I see that's being taken from them. But when I see that rallying up that they're doing, I look at that and say, yo, a lot of people about to get hurt. That's what I see. And, I, and I'm like, is it really going to get you the result that you're looking for? I know sometimes emotions need to just be emotions. and You got to take logic out of it. And I could be wrong. And that's another th question that I wrote down for this episode. You could be wrong. 
all of us with anything that our opinions about this who knows how to, what needs to really be happening suppose well maybe um but when i see that anger and i look at like yeah keep it up yeah y'all really getting riled up and i'm like but where's the focus like what's the plan like do, are y'all out there just making noise or are y'all really trying to figure this out are y'all really trying to bring unity or are y'all making this an alienation thing it's just more about you than it is the cause because if you look in America, you've seen like people getting, you see more and more of these militia groups. I'm thankful I didn't see any of that in any of the protests I've been to. I think if I would see that, I would leave immediately. Because to me, that's one step away from murder. If I see someone openly carrying a gun anywhere, and I'm, this is supposed to be a protest, that means that there's one, one, one moment can now create a fucking blood, a bloodbath. One push one wrong statement, one fuck you, one pro-Trump, and all hell breaks loose. And maybe because certain people not street, they don't understand, like, they're not from areas that you have to think like that. Like, maybe you're putting your, y'all are putting yourselves in situations y'all not familiar with how this shit works. And I think that's a lot of it. Like, you, I, when it comes to danger, I just, I just understand it. I know, like, no, I'm not, that's just stupid. Why would I be standing there? He has an AK-47. Why am I arguing with him? <laughs> like, I don't know what world you're living in. Same thing. I had a really interesting conversation with a friend just last night, and it was a great point. And I was like, wow, that's actually kind of deep. Like, coming from where I'm from, come from a lot of people that listen to this podcast are from, no judgment from wherever you're from. But if you just understand street, if you understand, like, how it works and danger and being having to be street smart for survival, you don't normally go towards danger unless it's the last case scenario. You you normally try to avoid it. So when I go, so when I've been to these protests that seem to be going to the point where like, okay, y'all looking to bash with the cops. My to be transparent with y'all, like I just that to me seems like why would you do that? Like, what are you looking for? Like, you don't go running at something that's going to beat you. You don't go running at something that you can't win. Like, we've been, we're going through this every day in the street. We're going through this every day with these police stops. We're going through this just being black people in America, period. So the fact that you have the, hmm, how would I call this? I don't want to say privilege, but it's something like that. You have the, the idea in your mind, you have the lack of, so much lack of fear and understanding of real danger, I feel that you're willing to run at them and yell at them and curse at them in their face. It's normally not people that I'm familiar with that are running at cops and saying, fuck you, pig. Fuck. Like, they're literally saying crazy things. And a lot of these cops are black. And I'll let you fill in the rest. I'm not going to speak too directly about what I'm trying to get at, but I think you can put your mind together and realize what I'm trying to say. And it starts to feel like, yo, what is really happening here? Like, what is this going on? And then I started to open my mind. I started to go, okay, let's take another step back, Kamala. Let's look at, like, you know, maybe um, let's see what happened. What was going on before COVID? Or before, let's, all right, before Black Lives Matter, you had COVID, right? Everybody mad as hell. A lot of people pissed off, losing jobs. You know, the, you know, y'all know the story. Jobs, being stuck, being afraid, losing loved ones people's favorite concerts aren't happening anymore <laughs> so i look at that and i say that's a lot of uh that's a lot of um people being told they can't do something and then i look at it 
and I, and I say, and I could go further back, but I don't know if that, I think you get the point of what I'm trying to say. And I think when you have that, it's easy when you have misplaced anger. And then you look at the, well, if I went back, I would say the presidency. And that's been, what, four years of that craziness, which has been building up since I remember the first day has been like a dark cloud over everywhere. Especially, I remember living in New York when it happened. It was like, it was disgusting just to walk down the street. Like the energy was so bad, um, although warranted. Um, but you got four years of that. And then you look at the the rate of what's happening in the world, period, in terms of like, you know, opportunity, in terms of debt, college loans, all these things that... I think people have legitimate issues with and feeling like they're unheard. A lot of dreams deferred, I think. A lot of ideas that people, Instagram shit has taken a lot of people's lives. Um, and I see what's going on. So when I put these examples together, I hope you guys are following me. And I'm at a protest and I see people getting so riled up and angry, supposedly for me supposedly where I've literally gotten in arguments with people and situations with people that did not look like me that were telling me I need to chill, like coming at me. I don't ever want to get too deep into that, but like I've, I've had a couple of situations where people literally were coming at me at a black lives matter protest and they weren't black. So I started to think to myself, is this even about black lives matter? Yeah. You can easily put this, this whole you know, shield around it. But I don't know if this was called something else. I think y'all should be doing the same thing. I really do. A lot of this, this behavior that I'm not necessarily connecting with and not really understanding. Um, I think there's a, there's a place for it. I think it's important um, in terms of creating change. But again, I'm looking at who it is, who it's coming from and where is it trying to go? Because I really feel like if it was coming from a space that really connected with me, my people, what we're trying to stand for, what we're looking for in the future, I think I would, I, I know me, I would be there. I would be like, nah, I, I get it. I'm with you 100%. That's one of the, the, the things as a photographer, like I've been, like I went to one protest in, in DC. It was um, a historically black college um, protest, um, started at Howard. Um, amazing institution um and i remember partying in there when i was younger so dope but um the energy was just phenomenal phenomenal the, the, i was crying like as i'm taking photos and there was a legit i would say 20 minutes like i'm in the middle of it there's photographers everywhere and i just had to stop taking photos and this happened a few times when I'm really feeling it. I have to I have to put my camera down. I got to remember I'm a black man. I'm a black person. Like I can't just look at this objectively and just take photo. I have to get out of that mindset. I have to. This is for me. This is me. This isn't me taking pictures of like I don't know a basketball game and looking at it and saying, "Wow, you look at this. This is cool, right?" Which I think a lot of these photographers are doing. Um, but this is no. I'm in this game. So there comes a point where you need to put the ga the camera down. You need to feel something. They need to realize what you're fighting for and what they're fighting for. Realize that we are connected. And in those moments, I felt connected. I put the camera down. And I'm near protesting with everybody else. Camera completely down for like blocks off and on and not thinking about the dopest picture and thinking about what I can do with this and thinking, no, you, you become a human. And what I'm 
when I'm when I see with the misplaced anger that I, I consider it misplaced anger, and when I see with the the photography or the storytelling, um, I I start to think, are we staying true to what it means to be human? Are we really thinking about the greater good of everyone? Or is this all about you and what you can get from this and what you think you need to say? Because one thing that they've been saying about us millennials for a while is that we're, the, what are we like? They say we're lazy and we're entitled, right? Lazy, entitled. Um, I don't agree with that across the board, but that, that damn sure is a lot of that, though. <laughs> um, so when I see what's going on, man, I, 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 it's hard for me to just be like, Cause I just feel like in my heart, which I just think I would, be, I would feel it. I would be like, yeah, we, I'm with y'all, but I'm looking at y'all. I'm like, I'm not with y'all. <laughs> so it's like, and I'm black. So it's like, no, man, no. So I'm sharing this message with you guys. Not, um, it may be a bit of a pointing of fingers, but it's more to just inform. I think because some of us know what's going on out there, so a lot of us don't. Um, a lot of us are getting our information from, you know different various forms but not necessarily in it which i understand you have you that's that's a smart play um but i feel like it's important and i share with you guys you know my perspective on it because there's a lot of beauty and love and dopeness and power that i'm experiencing out there that continues to keep me motivated to keep going and share these these moments with you all but i have to speak on on this elephant in the room that's bothering me with this 10 percent that seems to be about something that has nothing to do with me and then the photography community side of it, where I feel like it's just for spectacle. And as you keep sharing these images and looking for these these issues and riling people up, it's like you're 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 not balancing the narrative. And I think that's me. My I have harmony tattooed on me. Like I'm all about balance. Like I cannot. That's just the way I see the world. So. I, I'm I'm very open minded, so I, I'm and I'm all for the for the ruckus, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get it, um, but I'm all about like okay, now give me the the yin to that yang, like show me the other side. And if you can't show me the other side, if you're gonna be angry and fight with police, but you don't show me what you're doing in the community, or showing me how you're bringing together with love and unity, or showing me how you bring people together, period, um. Are being more inclusive, then I'm like, nah, this is some bullshit. And if you're a photographer and you're taking these pictures and looking for the the crazy moments, and you literally bypass all the love and hugging, and just tears of anger, joy, pain, all like the love that's happening in the moments that are happening, you bypass that. But once you see somebody fighting with the cops, you run over there real quick to take them twenty thousand photos, and you make sure you share that the next night. I got to start asking, like, yo, where's your humanity at, son? Like, where's your where's your balance at? Is this about us or is this about you? Um, Yeah, man. So um, no matter where you are in life, what's going on in your world, man, I think it's just important for all of us to to always be willing to take step backs and, and try to see where we're coming from. Um, and I think that's the lesson for everybody because everybody has so much they can be learning right now or should be learning. Um, we got to stand up and fight, but 
I don't, I don't I don't believe that God puts anything on us that is like like if it's put in our life, if it's put on our spirit, there's so many like levels to what that is supposed to mean for you. And I think a lot of times we just take the first thing that we feel and we miss it because we don't take time to really to really dive in and really unveil and take this thing moment by moment, element by element, really see what the story is. Like if you write, same thing happen. anything in artistry, shit, any, any type, form of anything, normally you do it like a rough draft. You go, and some people are just geniuses. They put it out, one take hold, right? He goes in the studio supposedly one time. Well, he does, but like not all the time. But, um, you know, do a verse and he walks out, right? But a lot of people, they need to go in the studio, <laughs> then they need to go again. And again and again, and then they're going to keep changing it and developing it. And you'll see at the end of those rewrites, those redos, you get to a point like, whoa, damn, this shit fly. And it's like, yeah, if you would have just did it from the first take, you would have missed all this possibility in the developmental phase. And I think a lot of what's going on, especially the negative side of this, is just undeveloped feelings undeveloped understanding undeveloped like knowing what you're doing out there and what is your fucking point what are you fighting for really there's a situation um in dc uh i'll share this it was i think the last night that i was out there for protests i think and um there was a really good speech. There's a point i shared this on my instagram there's a dude holding a cross he was had his great story he said he's been going cross country with this cross carrying it with them and and the cross had all these like lines and things about like love i don't even know to be honest with you, to be honest but i felt like it was somehow symbolic to like the struggle of mankind and and love and you know what jesus went through and bearing the cross so like i really thought that was dope and i have some photos of it but i, I haven't looked at him yet um and he has some really powerful things to say right and then there was like another speaker. He had some really powerful things to say. And I was really getting amped up. Like I was like feeling it. Like they spoke from the heart and I was able to connect what they were saying. Now, this is the issue with open mics. Now, move forward. I think a few speakers down, some people didn't ha- were more start talking about guns and, you know, making sure you're carrying. And my issue with carrying guns in the street, especially is like, OK, so you're in, in, you're telling people they should carry their gun. From what I'm seeing on the news, people are police are killing people because they think they got a gun. So if you tell people that they should carry for a gun, that's one more reason why you will get killed by a police officer because you have that gun. Yet you feel like you're exercising your right. Now, that's me. Call me what you want. I just again, I think smart. Like if you in your house, 100 percent. Yeah, do your thing. That's your right to protect your home. Someone intrudes on your home, you have a right to protect yourself. But if you walk in the street carrying a gun and you seem to be militant and you seem to be about, I don't even necessarily know what you're about, um, seem to be very angry at the world and to a point where I don't think it, I don't know, like it just seems like a recipe for disaster. It's one step away from disaster. And I'm I, the way I, I visualize, I just, I wouldn't do that. Call me what you want. A lot of y'all wouldn't either. So, <laughs> Um, I just, if people think there's a pace for that, cool. But I asked you, would you do it? Would you do it? 
Because sometimes we look at things and we take ourselves out of the picture and we say, yeah, that's I get it. But it's like, okay, how about you? What would you do in that situation? Would you walk around openly carrying? Right. So, again, the humanistic element, the point of taking meekness about, like, thinking more unifyingly, if that's the word. But um, anyway, so, yeah, the speakers are getting, like, going into that route, like, getting angry and it just seemed like the energy was going left. And I, I started to walk away. I'm like, I'm not really interested in taking these photos. I don't want to share this story. Um, and I'm waiting for my Uber. And this guy that had a, a he had a, 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 a Jansport book bag. And he had, the front was cut. Like the top part where the, where you, the hook is was cut open. He had two baseball bats. Like you can see the, the bottom of the baseball bat sticking out. Like, like the, uh, which one of the Ninja Turtles? Like Leonardo, I think he had it. Like the two swords. So it was two baseball bats out of his back. So I'm looking at him, face covered up. And he got like one of the mass masks, like them war looking masks or whatever. And like, so I'm looking at him and he's holding up traffic. It's a one-way street on Black Lives Matter Plaza, which is right in front of the White House, right? So it's one-way street and he's just stopping pro traffic. And I'm like, as me and his other gentlemen are like, yo, what is he doing? He's like, oh, he's one of them agitators. That's what he said, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, he is. Cause he's, at first I didn't understand it, but he's just sitting, standing there and the people are beeping for like five minutes. So me, normally I stay out of the mix. I don't like to get into like, I, again, danger. I don't play with it. So. But I had to ask him. I was like, I'm going to ask him in the nicest way possible. <laughs> like, I just want to know what his mentality is because this shit is stupid to me. So I walk over there and I go, hey, man, um, can I just ask, why are you blocking traffic? Looked at me and he, I'm, I'm a big guy, so maybe he was scared. I don't know. But got, put the, got his chest all swole. Well, it's a protest. This is a protest, white guy. This is a protest. This is a protest. I'm like, yeah, but why are they blocking they can go around it's a one-way street traffic they literally can't turn around if they wanted to like the way it's set up it would be impossible a tight one-way street traffic down two blocks how are they going to turn around he's blocking traffic and he got like in my face a little bit and i had to put the you know when you put the hands up like hey man hey listen <laughs> i can really you know, i'm not talking like that on this podcast but anyway um saved anyway so I'm like, hey, man, I just wanted to know. And I walked and I backed away. But that interaction let me know everything I needed to know about what the fuck is going on. Because that that was brainless and idiot and dumb. It made no sense. That's misplaced anger. And that's creating more anger. And what happens is with that person with the baseball bats, he does that, right? Someone really needs to get home. Someone, maybe they have an emergency they got to get to. Someone needs to get to their job before they get fired in this economy, right? So what they're going to do is get out the car and see what the hell is going on. So now you would have, hypothetically, this person now would be walking up. What the, What's going on, man? Blah, blah, blah. Now to do with the baseball bats is going to start yelling at him. Like, no, protests go around, blah, blah, blah. And I think he was high. Um, and then what happens? I'll let your imagination go from there. And that's what I'm seeing in terms of that 10% of energy that's misplaced and seeming to look for trouble versus it being in and and trying to create drama instead of the message and the point and what we're really fighting for y'all making this about y'all saying about us and that's something i've been witnessing and it's something that hurts and it's something that i hope as y'all listen to this i hope you want to understand that and two 
remember to, I don't know, stay focused on what really matters. You know, stay focused on the, the not necessarily the positive, but the real. You know, because if we pay attention to that 10% or you keep ingesting this information that they're sharing online, you might really think, even if you for the cause, you might really think it's, it's a lot different out there than it really is. And it'll put you into a space where I think you might start panicking yourself and might be too worried about what might happen and feel like you need to start making certain decisions to have yourself, quote unquote, prepared. And then you're also feeding in to this energy from this 10 percent that's starting to make people that are on the 90 that are doing the right thing that are good just believe they got to be prepared for something that I don't believe is coming. That's my take. Um, so always stay balanced. Always start to take step backs and really ask yourself, is this what you really want to do? And is this something that you really feel in your heart is the right thing to do? Now, if that's what you feel. I'm with it 100%. You thought it out. You got to do what you got to do. I'm 100% with it. But from what I'm seeing out here, I see a lot of people that don't know what the hell they're doing. And there's a lot of reasons to be angry. And this has become a great reason to have as an outlet for other people's anger. And it sucks because you're doing it in our name. You're doing it in our name. But I'm still going to continue to fight in the way that I see that feels right to me because there's so many people like me that are doing the same thing. And I believe you guys are doing the same thing, too. So mad love and light. Um, there's been a lot of <laughs> I had to get into that. But also, if you guys have been following me, um, I did a lot of dope new things. So um, my photos from the protests in uh, the Bay Area ended up in a gallery. I actually sold prints, which is amazing. Like, it's one thing to get a gallery. It's another thing to actually sell something. So that's phenomenal. Um, thank you guys for the love. Thank you guys for the support. Um, I, there's a couple things. I think I was in New York Times. I don't know if I talked about that already. One of my photos was in the New York Times. Um, Burning Man did an article on me. That was fly. Um so things are happening, and it's really exciting, and I'm really thankful, and I'm curious to see where things continue to go. Um, this podcast is, is called The Quest Supreme, and I named it after my first photo book, which is done. It's called The Quest Supreme. So The Quest Supreme is done. It is my first completed photo book, which will be available soon. Um, it's it, it It's literally, it's like, how many, I think I got like 102 images in there of that are from about four or five years of traveling around the world and it goes into and it's beautiful because it go you can see my like you can see like my artistic shift and how the photos from the beginning and where it ends even though it's all mixed in i think you can kind of feel the energy of like my journey and the point of the book is to remind everyone that we're all on a journey and in the book, I kind of get into my reasoning for what I've been doing. And and I, and I and my hope is that you guys, no matter what your plight is, no matter where you're going in life, whatever, what your dream is or journey, that you just know that, like, you know, as long as you stay rooted in what really matters to you, anything is possible. And that's the whole point of the book. I think it's a very inspiring book, um, very eye opening. It's a lot of experiences, a lot of photos I did not have not shared online at all. So I look forward to getting you got that soon. Um, but anyway, I think that's enough, right? 40 minutes, that's enough, right? Um, I love you guys. Thank you guys for the love and support. We're all in this together. 
this is the first time back, so I hope that all made sense. Um, there's a couple of things, a few more things I definitely want to talk with you guys about. Um, so I'm really excited, thankful, and you know, we're we're Chuck, we're 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 making it happen, right? We're keeping it together, right? We've we've gone through a lot and we're still fighting strong and we're still standing. And never underestimate how powerful you are and how much it took for you to get to where you are. Be thankful and appreciative. Take a moment to take a step back. Just, man, just feel that. Just feel that. And remember who you are. Always remember who you are, no matter what. Remember who you are. Man, love and light. This is the Quest Supreme with your boy Kamal X. Peace.